Shout out to the state of New Jersey. Your Senator King Cory Booker is running for president in 2020. Get it, 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 get it. Good evening, everybody. It is February 23rd. Oh, excuse me. February 3rd. <laughs> Thank you. February 3rd, 2019. And this is the third episode of Kiki with Kian. I am Kian Clore Bird. And I am just so excited for a lot of the news that's been going on this past week or so. So um, we're going to Kiki per usual. I'm sorry about the delay. Unfortunately, um, we had some technical issues and emotional issues on Friday on why I could not, you know, publish the third episode. And I was out of town yesterday uh, uh, for a baby shower for two of my closest friends. And I also spent time with some other close friends of mine, including my sister. So... Super Bowl Sunday, you guys are probably watching the Super Bowl, or by the time this episode is aired, you guys will be celebrating the Super Bowl and passed out drunk and, you know, trying to get ready for bed so you can go to work hungover tomorrow. So I'm not going to prolong it. So let's start this introduction and let the kiki begin. So... As I stated in the introduction, King Cory Booker, the senator of New Jersey, or one of the senators from New Jersey, the former mayor of Newark, he is running for president on the Democratic ticket for 2020 presidential elections. So he's going to be one of the nominees and running in the primaries and everything. And I love King Cory. First of all, he's a king. Uh, he did a lot of good for the city of Newark uh, in New Jersey. Uh, to everyone that doesn't know Newark, uh, there's a Newark, New Jersey. It's pronounced Newark by people from Newark. Uh, it's spelled like Newark. We got one in Delaware, where the University of Delaware is. Uh, but in Jersey, they call it Newark. So Jersey, I respect y'all. I'm going to say Newark. That's the name of the city. And y'all former mayor, who's a king, is running for president. Um, that's probably a good thing. Because Kamala Harris. Girl they are dragging you. I was on Twitter the other day. And Kamala Harris posted a tweet. About the commenting on the prisons. Being overpopulated. By people that are in jail for drugs. And nonviolent crimes. And people were going in on her saying. Sis, how you dragging yourself? You were part of the problem. You was part of the machine that was putting these people in prison. You know, she was a state prosecutor out there in California. And I'm like, okay, Kamala. I've heard about Kamala Harris in the past. I was in Cuba in July 2017 for humanitarian reasons and education reasons. And I met someone that was from California. And he was saying, you know, Kamala Harris... 
you know, a lot of people thought she was going to be running as early as 2017. Um, Allegedly, President Obama was like her mentor, you know, mentoring her on throwing in her hat for the 2020 election and, you know, how to run for president and everything. And I'm like, oh, that should be interesting. You know, she's a woman of color. You know, she has a law background. I thought she was popular. So I'm like, oh, OK, but this week has been looking bad. I thought Cory Booker said, you know what? Kamala ain't gonna win. Let me throw in my hat. But now Bernie Sanders may possibly be running. And if Bernie Sanders is running, Bernie, you got my vote. Primary and general election. And I don't want to see you at any rally with Gloria Steinem. Because I like Gloria Steinem. But when she said that effed up thing about girls only want to vote for Bernie Sanders to impress young men. I'm like, Gloria, you just disrespected your whole career, you know, saying women are smart and have their mind in their own. They can't like Bernie Sanders. They had to vote for Hillary because she was a woman. But you call Bernie Sanders an honorary woman 20 years earlier. Child, I I don't want to see you up there, Bernie, with them. I don't like I was upset when I saw President Trump with the Republicans that was roasting his ass. All of a sudden they kissing it. They kissing it. Don't do it. I don't want to see you up there with no Gloria Steinem. Those feminists that were coming for you. I don't want to see you up there with them. You got enough love and support to win the presidency. You just keep being you, Bernie. You got my vote. And give King Corey a, a cabinet position. You know, something like Secretary of the Treasury or uh, Education or, you know, like a community development liaison or something like that. Please don't make him secretary of HUD. Um, I I just don't like that position for black people that unless you worked in, you know, housing and, you know, uh, if you were someone that did a lot of landlord eviction cases and you were a civil rights lawyer and stuff, I don't want to see you as the secretary of HUD, any black person. When Uncle Ben Carson accepted that position, I was livid. I'm like, Ben Carson... Uncle Ben, because I'm not going to call him Dr. Ben. I'm going to call him Uncle Ben. And I have an Uncle Ben. Shout out to Uncle Ben. But Uncle Ben, you're not a coon like Uncle Ben Carson is. Uncle Ben Carson, you really were a world-renowned physician, a world-renowned neurosurgeon. And you had a pretty good run running for president on the Republican ticket. Uh, and you accepted Donald Trump's offer to be the secretary of HUD, not Department of Health and Human Services, not Department of Education, not uh, Surgeon General, none of that. The Department of Housing and Urban Development. I'm shocked, but Uncle Ben has no shame. I mean... He had his wife at some rally making a fool of herself with that singing. So I, I, I'm not surprised. I, I, I'm not I'm not surprised that he has a lack of shame. Um, I'm not surprised that he took that position. I'm just very disappointed in that. You know, I, he lost all my respect after that. I will never watch Gifted Hands again with get, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Kimberly Elise. 
And Kimberly, you know, you was on Hit the Floor, which was a horrible show. So the only thing I might watch you in from now on is probably Set It Off and uh, Diary of a Man, Black Woman. That's it. Oh, and John Q with Denzel, because all your other stuff. I didn't like Beloved. Uh, Women Thou Art Loose is very sad and depressing. Uh, Hit the Floor is a horrible show. And... I don't know anything else Kimberly Elise was in. Oh, she was in that Gregory Hines movie about Bilbo Jangles Robinson. That was a good movie. Rest in peace to Gregory Hines. That was a good movie. But yeah, I liked Gifted Hands. I really liked that movie, but I would never watch it again because I, su- I refuse to support Uncle Ben Carson. I refuse. I don't even eat Uncle Ben rice. So, Uncle Ben, F you, King Corey. If you want to remain a king, you better not take that position as a secretary of housing and urban development. You better not. Don't go from being a king to being a damn court jester. I don't care how much I like Bernie Sanders. You better not do it. And Bernie Sanders, I respect you too much to even think you will even offer that position to Cory Booker. But I know when people become president, they so busy and everybody want to kiss their ass so bad that, you know, they just basically take over the presidency for them, keep the president out of the loop. And someone might be bound to F up and try to install him as the secretary of HUD. You know, the the presidents of the United States, you know, they're not as lucid or as aware as everybody think. And watching Scandal for six seasons has taught me that. So, yeah, um, Jesse Smollett got beat up in Chicago. People were saying it was a grinder date gone wrong. I don't know what happened. All I know is Jesse Smollett is in the hospital. He said someone tried to put a rope around him. He got beat up pretty badly. I hope he's OK. Um, I don't watch Empire anymore. You know, it just got too ridiculous. It was becoming like a Tyler Perry show. Um, it it was just too much drama and a lot of unexplained things occurring. Hence the Tyler per- Perry reference. Um, it was like an episode of Love and Hip Hop. You know, everybody got all this music and, you know, everyone's always in the studio and everything like on Empire. But yet no albums come out. I have been I don't know if Jamal's black and white album came out yet or not. But I know the last time I watched Empire, which was about a year ago, it still hadn't come out. Jamal had been shot, came out the closet, won Grammys and everything, but I ain't heard one damn damn album. They had that Money or Power video. That was it that ended in disaster. Um, Hakeem got kidnapped. Uh, He's a big time rapper and all of this stuff, but his album ain't come out yet. Uh, Lucius got his legs blown off. Demi Lovato or Demi Moore went all um, single white female. It was just really bad. I'm just like, wow, like, wow, Empire, you've really been disappointing me. Um, But Jussie getting attacked might help the ratings. I don't know. I don't think it was the inside job. I'm not making a joke. I'm just saying people may want to be like, oh, I want to see if he looks different now or they're going to address it because Lee Daniels looked like the type of person that, that would exploit an episode like that. So, Jesse, shout out to you. Hope you get better. To anyone that's been a victim of a hate crime, um, you guys are in my prayers. Uh, if you suffer from PTSD, please get the help that you can get. Um, get the support and love you need from your loved ones. 
for all the bastards out there that like to attack people and disrespect people. Your day is coming. Someone's going to get y'all. The people that did that to Jesse Smollett, best believe karma is a bitch. And when I say a bitch, it's not a female dog. It's the wrath of God. And it's going to come for you. Uh, Black History Month started two days ago. Google gave a tribute to Sojourner Truth. I loved Sojourner Truth. You know, she spoke the truth. Uh, great orator, civil rights activist, and um, for black people and for women. So, you know, she was about her business, about her people, whether it was her gender or the same people that had the same race as hers. Sojourner Truth was about that life. I love her. I'm glad that Google decided to honor and gave tribute to someone who's not traditionally the go-to Black History Month person like a Rosa Parks or a Frederick Douglass or a Martin Luther King, you know. I would like to see more people like Harriet Tubman, who's becoming more, you know, acknowledged. Um, the Sojourner Truth, um, the Malcolm X, you know, I love Malcolm X. Uh, the James Baldwins, I love that people are really, like, feeling James Baldwin. It's like a renaissance. I love it. Um... You know, those type of people, you know, Marcus Garvey, uh, you know, he may not have been an African-American, but he was a person of African descent who lived in America. And Marcus Garvey was a real one, you know, the the Stokely Carmichael's, uh, the Black Panthers in general, you know, the Huey P. Newtons. I love Huey P. Newton. I know he did some crazy stuff out there in California, so I'm strictly talking about early Black Panther days. That's all. Anything he did after that time. I want no beef, no smoke from anybody, literally, because I know how he went down. Uh, So, yeah, so I'm excited about Black History Month. Um, I'm not excited about the the coons and the goons who want to talk about black history and exploit, you know, black issues for their own self gain and self purpose. But they out here giving people black cards because the only you know, group I know that's giving out black cards or should be giving out black cards is MX and Visa for spending $250,000 a year. I don't know why these people, you know, these rappers and athletes and everything, you know, they want to do stupid stuff, commit crimes, act like fools in public, on social media, in their personal lives, get caught, have to go to jail, and the first thing they want to cry is the government is out to destroy the black family. No, the government's out to get assholes and people that do stupid ass shit. And you guys just made it a lot easier for them. But because y'all black and everything, it's it's a it's you know, you guys, your lives matter too all of a sudden. But y'all the same ones that were, you know, disrespecting black women, you know, allowing white people to say the N-word and, you know, you glorifying being in poverty and acting like a criminal. My child. I'm going to have an episode on that later on this month. I'm going to talk about the state of black America right now. I, I really am. Um, I feel like. I'm going to save that probably in about three weeks, but tonight's not the night. Tonight, I just want to talk about friendships. So, Friday night, I was going to release an episode to you guys uh, because, like I stated, like I promised, I'm going to release an episode once a week. But Friday, I'm like, I work from home, and then I was going to a Brazilian funk party with some of my friends 
so the five hours between or the four hours rather but the between the time I you know was finished with work for the week and start pre-gaming for the party you know I showered got ready ironed my clothes I packed up because I was going to Philly Saturday morning and I said oh you know what I want to talk to you know my people y'all the audience kiki with y'all do episode three we were going to talk about the whole pregame culture and everything and parties and you know people you know judging people for partying past a certain age you know some people say i'm too old to be going out and it's like well my knees still work my back is still good my liver is good i can still twerk drop it low bust it open uh, shake my tail feather. I don't have any gray hairs. I look young. I look good. I dress well. I'm current with music. And I don't know why I'm too old to be going out. Um, because people my age are having kids and having babies and stuff. Okay, so what? People have babies at 19, 20, but that, that's not stopping them from going to the club or their peers. And I'm only 28, so I'm not 68. So if that was the case, maybe I would keep my ass home. But I'm still young, you know. So I was going to talk about that with you guys. And I actually recorded a whole episode and it did not save. And I was so mad. So I'm thinking, oh, wow. Okay, maybe this is God saying, you know, the show wasn't a good show. Wasn't a great uh, broadcast. You could have done better. So just try again Sunday because Saturday I was going to be in Philly um, I had a baby shower to go to. Right after that, I had to go in Jersey, mind you, then go back across the bridge into Philly and into West Philly, actually, to my friend's house who I was staying with. And me, her and some other people, including my sister, were going to go out and all this other stuff. So I knew I was going to have time to kiki with y'all because I'm kikiing with them in person. And I went out to the Brazilian party. I had a lot of fun. You know, I had to cuss out two men because they tried me. I'm a real one. And I went home with my friends. I left my phone in a freaking Uber. And I didn't order the Uber. Thank God my one friend was still up when I realized I left my phone in the Uber. Because this is like 3.30 in the morning. So she calls the Uber driver. And instead of him, you know, seeing that my phone was ringing and he tried to answer it. Or, you know, he see a phone and said, oh, let me go back real quick before I get too far. He didn't do any of that. He decides to drive home like 20 minutes away from where I live. So he said, oh, y'all could come get the phone tomorrow. So thank God one of my friends, you know, he's a king in his own right. He and I were actually going to take a road trip into Philly because he had to go up there for, you know, his own business or whatever. And he was going to take me with him or he did take me with him, but he had to make a pit stop so he was able to retrieve my phone for me i was so happy so shout out to him um my nerves were stressed i got lit last night i did bottomless mimosas today then we drove back down to dc tonight so yeah i just had no energy to do anything yesterday i was just so stressed and upset and then i got my phone back and i was just so happy with doing that then i was celebrating a little too hard and even tonight, you know, I'm a little tired, but I'm like, you know what? I made a promise to y'all. I was going to give y'all an episode once a week. And I don't want to be one of these people that, you know, do some podcasts and fall off and, you know, be inconsistent because I hate inconsistency. If anything, I am. And that's I'm a consistent ass person. I'm a real consistent person. And I had to like 
I had a kiki with y'all. I like talking to y'all. Y'all know y'all my therapy. I don't got money for therapy, you know. Um, Hell, I got an invoice today for my blood work. The one I was so happy about getting my results last week. I thought my insurance would cover it. They charged me $74. And I was supposed to, I'm supposed to be having great insurance. It don't cover anything. So I will be changing my insurance when the next um enrollment comes around. Uh, Yeah, I'm real pissed about that, but... Thank God I know that I'm good. So it's Super Bowl Sunday. And I know a lot of you guys probably won't listen to this until tomorrow, which is the 4th of February. But I had a good weekend. I just wanted to talk to you guys, chill with y'all and everything. And I just want to talk about friendships. So going up to Jersey this weekend... You know, the home state of King Corey. And being in Philly, I realized, or not realized, but I, um, what's the word I want to say? I appreciate more my friendships with people. The baby shower I went to, it was two of my good friends. You know, they're having their first child. They're married. They're successful, young, black, happy couple. Um, and I've been friends with them since before they were even dating. We all went to college together. We all lived in the same res hall, same hallway together, everything. So it was beautiful to see their relationship blossom. And I saw that for about three other couples that I'm uh, that are now married or they're in long-term relationships. And, you know, so, but seeing their baby shower, I was just so happy and excited for. And I went through, I go through a lot with my friends. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's not easy being friends with me. I could be a little dramatic sometimes. Uh, I, I have a lot of opinions and it's not all me. I also attract people that are very similar to me. So it's a lot of personalities that clash. But one thing I respect about my friends is... They love me and I love them too. And I love being around them. Their successes are my successes. You know, they will tell me if something is not right. It may be an unpopular opinion. I may not agree with it, but it's something I need to hear. It's something that, you know, I appreciate because it's like, okay, at least I'm not living in a fantasy world where I'm always right. I'm always looking at other perspectives as well. You know, sometimes I like to play the devil's advocate. You know, I don't use groupthink. You know, my friends don't do groupthink. You know, they're like, hey, Ken, I'm going to be honest with you. This person is upset because of this and or I don't agree with you or you're wrong because of this. Not disrespectfully, but, you know, they let me know, like, hey, you know what, that could be, you know, perceived as being fucked up or not right, or you're wrong about that, or I can actually prove, like, you know, they always offer different opinions, but you know what, when I need the support, when I need the help, the love, they're also there to give it, and in my first podcast, I told you guys that 80% of my family are people that I don't have blood relations to. These people are like my friends. I love them. So when I see my friends, like my friend Stephanie, her and her husband just had a beautiful little boy last year and he's a cancer just like me. When I see, you know, I saw their marriage, them getting married, 
Uh, I see her being a great mother that she is, him being a great father. And then I see my friends, Bri and Derek, you know, they're having their baby. That's the shower I went to. Um, I see that, you know, my friends, Kiana and Rel, their daughter is growing up. Uh, my friend Bridget, her son is growing up. My friend Angra, her daughter's growing up. I just see all these, like, I just, I just see, like, people's lives progressing. I see them, you know, from being, like, kids like me to being parents and having families now. And they still, you know, I'm still a part of their lives. You know, their kids to me are, like, my nieces, my nephews. Um, I see them, you know, raising their children to be the next generation of beautiful, responsible law-abiding black folk and that just brings so much it brings joy to me um i just see them doing well and they 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 like to you know keep me in keep me in the loop you know um they like to share their memories and experiences with me you know um they treat me like part of the family because they're definitely my family so i love that and not just my black friends my white friends too um none of them have kids yet but some of them are probably going to have kids soon. Some of them are about to get married. And, you know, when they have their kids, I will be happy to see them raise these beautiful, law-abiding, beautiful, woke white children. Because they're going to have a woke-ass uncle like me to make sure that they do what they're supposed to do. So I'm excited about that. I'm just happy to be included in my friends' lives. Um... You know, even me being out till 3.30 in the morning the night before I'm supposed to be traveling to their baby shower 200 miles away at and have to be there by 1 p.m. may seem irresponsible and losing my cell phone. I made sure I was there because those are my friends and I love them. And I've been through a lot with my friends. I've had fallen out with friends and made up with them. And I am definitely not one of these people like these real housewives that, you know, Sign up to be abused, mistreated, uh, deceived, talked about, out here fighting, acting crazy, social media bullying, exploiting their private lives and their families for a check. I, you know, just to, you know, make up so they could have a new season of new drama. I don't know why people do that or how they can do that. It's like me having high blood pressure. I don't need drama, you know. I will cuss you out and cut you out. That's it. So if I have beef with you or I've had a a fight with you, I pretty much dead it, especially to the extent I don't want to even talk to you or be your friend ever again. I'm just like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to be friends ever again. We can coexist, meaning that I know somewhere on earth you're alive and you're breathing, but you're out of my space and vice versa. That's cool with me. But my friends who I've had big beefs with, They have, you know, either they apologized or if I was wrong, I apologized. We made up and our friendships, you know, remained intact. So I was just so happy to be, you know, to be blessed in life. You know, I may not have a great family, but I do have our great relatives. Excuse me, but I do have a great family, uh, my friends and the few relatives that I am close with. So. I was just happy to be a part of that. So I'm just really excited. 
to see, you know, them giving birth and having a baby. I'm really excited for the next three weddings that I'm going to within the next year or so uh, to see. I just love seeing love. I love, I love love. I love, you know, the process of people or the progress of people, excuse me, you know, being friends, becoming lovers, and then getting married because marriage is a beautiful thing. Having children is a beautiful thing, but the most beautiful thing is raising children in a happy, healthy, loving environment. And I do think that all of my friends are capable and they are doing that. And to the new parents, I wish y'all luck, success, and blessings, and I will always be there for y'all. Um, I'll babysit sometimes, but if there's like a, a popping party or if I'm going on vacation, that's all on y'all. <laughs> so, um, now that I got that BS out the way, I want to tell y'all a story. Um, I had a friend, or at least I thought the bitch was my friend. Um, she... And I'm bringing this up because I was talking about friendships and everything with my friends last night. Um, after we kiki, we had a post game or whatever. And we brought up this one particular person. And I roasted her because I don't respect this person. I'm not going to say their name, but I am going to go in on them. And the people associated with this person. So let the roasting begin. I was friends with someone or really cool with someone. I thought they were my friend. Uh, and we had mutual friends and everything. We went to college together. So this person, you know, we kiki together. We laughed together. We had fun together. You know, we were in uh, social organizations that were very similar together. You know, this person was interested in French like me. And, you know, a Francophile. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that's cool. That's respectful. You know, she she seemed pretty woke. I like that, you know, I'm a woke person. I might say some crazy things, but trust me, there's a reason I say it. I'm just not out here saying crazy things like an insane person. So she does spoken word. Personally, y'all, I think spoken word people are hoteps. Um I used to like poetry, but a lot of spoken word people, they have like these complexes that like they're the they're the uh the the talented tenth, as W. E. B. Du Bois said. You know, um, they 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 represent. You know, we're the woke, smart black people, and we need to do this, and everyone need to be like they act very hotepish. You know, the only difference between them and the hoteps is they're more accepting of the L G B T Q J K L M N O P community, and I'm like, okay, y'all guys may be accepting of you know. Or, you know, tolerant, as you should be, of different sexualities and everything. But you guys are some fucking rude-ass people, you know. If someone disagrees with you, you attack them. You, um, you, everyone think supposed to think the same thing. Everyone is always supposed to be angry. No one is supposed to have any type of dissent or anything. And I just don't live by that. So this person... I was not aware of this, but our other mutual friends were and were telling me this. So I'm like, oh, that is crazy. I hope they don't act like that with me. But at the same time, this person was still coming to my house, drinking my liquor, kikiing with us and everything. So I'm like, oh, okay. So 
one day, one of my friends had a birthday party. She asked to do the pregame in my house. I'm like, yeah, girl, sure. Of course, my house was big. This is when I lived in the trap house. And I said, you can come to the trap house. We drink every night here anyway. So it's no problem with you having your party here. We have mutual friends because uh, she's my friend. We have mutual friends. So, yeah, our friends can come over here. And then your friends that I don't know can come here, too, because, you know, I ain't got nothing for them to steal. Plus, they're not going in my room anyway. So that happens. And then this one spoken word person came to the party. Like I said, I thought the bitch was my friend. So I'm like, oh, hey, girl, you know, whatever, whatever her name is. Hey, Ken, you know, she drinking. We having fun. We having a good time. We go to Vango, which is this club in Center City, Philadelphia. And everything is good. So two weeks later, my friend whose pregame was at my house me and her talking, kiki, and, you know, catching up. So I said, oh, what are you doing tonight? You know, I ain't had nothing to do. You know, at the time, um, the the uh, I, I think I was still dating or messing with two for 20, but he was getting, you know, he was on like the, that, 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 sh that course was ending. So I, I had, I had free time and I'm like, oh, you know, we can go out and, you know, we could hunt, you know, we could find some daddies or something. She's like, oh, I'm going to such and such birthday's party. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that's weird. You know, she didn't tell me about her birthday party. She was just in my house two weeks ago talking and laughing with me and everything. You know, she also was in my housewarming a few months earlier than that. And I was also at her birthday last year where, you know, she was wearing a skirt that was too young for her. Her vagina and her ass cheeks was hanging out. And none of her spoken word friends, you know, were concerned or, you know, trying to protect her you know, womanhood, and, you know, her, um, the little bit of dignity that she had left, so I'm holding her skirt down, and, you know, trying to get her to put some clothes on, so she don't got everything flapping and hanging out and showing and exposed, you know, and one of the guys she was dancing there, she had sex with him, and he basically compared her sexual experience to him testing the car, so he said it, not me, and yes, I'm exposing people, so just not by name so i'm like okay you know she's not she she didn't invite me but i'm the type of friend i'm like look you come to my house i'm going to your house you don't want to give me an invitation okay i'm still going to pop up and show up call it wrong call it ratchet whatever that's what i do so i go i do this I'm like, girl, I'm gonna come with you. So she's like, okay, so I go get ready. You know, it's real basic because I ain't want none of her friends. So I'm like, I'm only going to her house. I'm gonna drink Kiki with her. And see, you know why she didn't want me to come? You know, did she forget? And I'm giving her, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving her some, you know, I'm giving her some some slack, you know, like, you know, maybe she forgot or, you know, maybe she thought I had something to do or maybe she just didn't think about inviting me. She just assumed that one of our mutual friends would have told me. So I'm like, okay. And this was also right before Easter, the day before Easter, 2015. So I said, okay, I'm going to just go with my friend to this party. We get to the party. She greets us, but she was looking at me like she was kind of surprised I was there. So I'm like, hey, girl, like, happy birthday. She said, oh, hey, Kim, you know, thank you for coming or whatever. And I wanted to say, bitch, 
you're welcome, but you didn't invite me. So I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to start no drama. So I go in the house and then I found one of her other friends that I'm cool with. So me, my friend who I came with, and then the friend I'm the friend of the birthday girl that I'm cool with, the three of us like go together. We start talking and chilling. And then I'll start talking to the other spoken word people or friends of the spoken word people that were actually nice. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe the whole temp thing. I, I I was quick to judge and everything. I don't know. The party was diverse. It was, you know, different ethnic groups there. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, sometimes they, they act so angry about different groups. But I guess because it was only a couple white people there and it was mostly black, brown and Asian people. They were just like, okay, well, that that's cool. That's fine. So I'm like, okay, well, you know what? The party seemed nice. You know, all these beautiful, very racist people, not racist, but various racist were there, were present, and some of the people I knew, and they seemed nice. So everyone's drinking and talking. So then they decided to play Never Have I Ever. I'm personally too old to be playing Never Have I Ever. I really don't, I don't play it at all now. I really didn't play it then, but I'm like, I'm at this person's party, you know, I'll probably just say something stupid like Never Have I Ever, you know, drank a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 to myself. I think... I haven't. I drank half of it by myself, but that was like a dare, y'all. So I was going to do something stupid. I wasn't going to like expose my business or anything. So one of the guys at the party, he looks white, but he's from, I think, somewhere in the Middle East. And he was gay. And he said, never have I ever been with a, been with a white guy. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, yes, honey. He's, like, snapping and everything and all this other stuff. And he's like, oh, yes, I only like black men. And I like their, like, you know, starts over, like, sexualizing black men and everything. And, yes, black men are sexy. I love black men. I'm a black man. But I was just really confused because I'm like, you guys are supposed to be this woke-ass group. But you have this man over here hypersexualizing a black man. I was really confused. You know, it's like, I, and the guy didn't even say was, it wasn't even, he didn't even say anything that was hypersexual, explicitly hypersexual, but like the reaction and then what people were saying, like the commentary, like, oh yes, cause you know, he only like black man to top him, like all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know what, that's some fucked up shit. So me being one of the few black men in the room, I'm just like, what the hell? I said, okay. I said, look. I said black men are great and all, but you know, don't, don't, don't knock, don't sleep on them white guys yet. You know, some of them are cute. I say, you know what they say? Once you go on white, you done seen the light. Me being jokingly, you know, funny or whatever. There was a lesbian in the room. This woman don't even like penis. She doesn't date men or whatever. Is upset, steaming. I, I see everything like Automatically, the Lord just told me to look in this girl's direction. She's angry. Next thing you know, she like storms out the room and goes to the back room where the birthday girl was doing God knows what. I see her back there all animated. So then they come out and they decide to start randomly doing a spoken word. And as they're doing their spoken word. They're making references to like Uncle Tom and all this other stuff. 
And the Holy Spirit, because I told y'all, my grandma said it's not something or intuition, it's the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to give the Holy Spirit credit. The Holy Spirit said, Kian, they're talking about you. So I turned around to my friend that I went to the party with. And I said, yo, are they talking about me? And my friend is like very nonchalant and she has like no, like no She's like, yeah, they talking about you. She has no filter. She's like, yeah, they are talking about you. And this spoken word goes on for five minutes. And they're basically insulting me for the whole five minutes. Then I later found out that this same whack-ass bitch was calling me and our group of friends, including the one I went to the party with, basic because, you know, we don't have real conversations. And... You know, we talk about trivial matters and it's like, no, we're not always upset. We're not always angry and ready to go in the street and fight and cut our wrists and, you know, explore sexualities and and be unemployed and living off of, you know, three dollar speech fees like that's just not the way we live. And, you know, at least we graduated on time. She didn't. But that's a different story. And it's just like, wow, like you really think people are your friends and they do some stuff like that. Like they turn on you. Like granted, what I said may have not been popular or it may not have been well received, but it was coming from a place where I did not like how these people that always proclaim themselves to be this woke ass group and you know they like to call themselves basically like the the new generation of like you know activists they're all about human equality love equality and all this other stuff but yet they have this white man hypersexualizing black men and they think it's just so cute oh because he's your friend and he's a bottom and he's not threatening to y'all he could just say what he wanted about black men and the fact that, you know, this bitch that was supposed to be my friend couldn't take me to a side. I was like, hey, I didn't like what you said. Some people didn't like what you said. And I would have really apologized. Like, you know what? I am sorry. I would have. Do I think what I said was wrong? No. Um, do I really believe once you gone white, you done seen the light? No. Even though there's some attractive white men out there. But I'm not going to say... I mean, if you could say once you go on black, you'll never go back. Once you go on white, you don't see the light. It's just a joke. Um, we all kikiing, but y'all want to be all serious. And do you want to do a whole spoken word about me? Basically, me calling me an Uncle Tom. Why you out here sleeping with niggas that's comparing sex experiences with you to riding a new car? Really? After that, I just knew that friendship was dead. I'm like, I basically have no respect for you. You are a whack ass bitch. In my eyes, and I just have no love for you. Um, clearly, because you have no love for me, there's nothing to salvage. You know, um, it wasn't like you know we had a big fight, and uh, you or you came up to me and said, "Hey, I didn't like this. I disagree with this." It was like nothing to work on. It was basically like you didn't respect me enough to invite me to your party, even though you were in my house drinking up all my liquor, um, eating up my food, throwing bags of food next to my nephew. Because your ass is drunk off of checkers and four locals. But that's a different story. But I was just like, wow, you! I really, I really thought this bitch was my friend. And she did this. 
And it was it was a little sad because I did have respect for this person. I really did. I'm like, you know what? They were really cool. You know, she was ratchet, but she was like a woke ratchet person. But now I'm like, I see her now with like her, what she stands for, the stuff she says. And I'm like, wow, this bitch is really whack. I really don't respect her. Um, she still follows me on social media and vice versa. I'll probably be blocked after this broadcast. I really don't give a damn. Um, if she did this, she know I was coming for her. If she didn't, oh well, I'm letting you know how I feel about you. Clearly you don't feel that well about me too because you called me an Uncle Tom. Um Yeah, you know you you can't be quick to call people your friends. You know, the thing about the friends that I have now is like I've been friends with a lot of my friends for years. I've seen their progress, their growth. Um, I see like they like to include me in their stuff in their lives and vice versa. This bitch couldn't even include me in a birthday party that she was having at her house with her little spoken word friends and then allowed someone who doesn't even like men. But she's supposed to be all woke. She allows someone else to hypersexualize a black man. So I made a joke about, OK, well, white guys are fun, too. She got mad and they want to do a spoken word about me calling me an Uncle Tom. Ain't that a bitch? I just was disgusted. I was annoyed. I was upset. And I I, I roasted this. I, I mean, I'm still roasting her today. It's been four years. I'm probably going to roast her forever, you know. But it, it's just sad how friendships end. Um you know, someone doesn't want to be friends anymore. If they just say, you know what, you know, I'm on this level. We're not, we don't see eye to eye anymore. I just think, you know, we should take some time apart. Don't say that. Just say, I don't want to be friends anymore. Or even then, you know, just stop talking to me. Just stop texting me. You know, we'll drift apart. You know, it's natural. People drift apart all the time. I went, there's some people I was cool with. I was associates with I was pretty close with we drifted apart I wouldn't call them my friends now but if I saw them I'd be like oh hey what's up girl or man what's up you know something like that but this bitch like flat out like disrespected me and had her goons do it basically for me for her and I'm just like wow I really thought this bitch was my friend that is crazy but she was a friend for a season I guess and my friends who I have now whose baby showers and weddings I'm going to or the ones that I'm celebrating when they get new jobs or birthdays or new relationships or going on vacation with, those are my friends for a reason. So a friendship is a two-way street, y'all. If someone loves you, respects you, they include you in your their life, that's a friend. Not someone you just turn up with or someone you have some similar beliefs and ideologies in trust me and if someone can't even defend you even if you are wrong if your friend won't defend you then they're not a friend at all one of my really good friends was telling me last night that you know I forgot I had beef with her at one point I didn't know this like she said I didn't talk to her for a couple weeks I didn't realize that that I ever did that but I apologize today because I'm like girl I guess we got over it but still I'm sorry and she said yeah you know one of her friends got mad at something that I said at a party or whatever. And he said he, she needed he need, she needed to check me. And for people that know me, I'm terms and conditions. Nobody checks me. So my friend was like, well, she was defending me. She was like, well, 
he said that because you did this, so he got mad at her. So, you know, she got slack from him. And then, you know, after we left that party or that function or whatever, you know, she took me to the side. We were somewhere else. And she basically reprimanded me. But she said that I got mad at her because she did it in public. Don't publicly reprimand me. Do it in private. Don't do it in front of another audience. Even though we were away from those people in a party, you basically took me in front of another audience. So I felt embarrassed. But you know what? I respect her because you know what? At least even though I'm, I actually wasn't wrong in that situation because we talked about it and I remember what it was now. But even if, you know... I may be perceived as wrong or rude or whatever the case may have been or could have been, which it wasn't. She had my back as a friend is supposed to. And she checked me, but she made sure she do it somewhere else. Or, you know, even if the guy that had an issue with me, if she checked me and it was just the three of us, I would have been okay with that too. But she took me away from the situation and she checked me or whatever. That's what this whack ass bitch should have done at this party. If, she felt what I did was so upset and so wrong and everything. You know what? I would have apologized. I'm like, girl, you know what? This is your house. This is your party. This is your friends. I don't know this nigga. My bad. You know what? It is what it is. But no, she didn't have the decency to do that. Instead, she had her friend who probably had an issue against me for whatever reason, because I don't even know that bitch either, come for me and call me an Uncle Tom, and they doing spoken word at a party full of people. And, you know... They coming for me, but the bitch has smearing off ISIS at her party like we in 1999. No alcohol, no beer, no nothing. And I don't know where they do that at. And she was turning like 23 or 22. So basically, she was too damn old to be serving people smearing off ISIS. Too damn old. Child, I can't. But everybody that's listening to this respect your friendships um know who your real friends are uh it's not people that you spend time with a lot it's not people that you have a lot in common with it's people that you know they're a part of your life and when I say a part of your life I mean like y'all share each other's blessings they like to include you you like to include them they're like family that's what friends are for and people that you know you're just cool with you're chill with or whatever you can call them your friends too if you want or your associates but just best believe that that's not the only definition of a friend and don't be quick to call these people your brother and your sister because i hate that so fucking much i call some of my friends my sisters but that's because these queens deserve that title you know it's not something i just give to everybody like these people on love and hip-hop it's like a real it's an honorific title that they have so just watch who your real friends are um i'm thankful and blessed for the friends i spent time with this weekend i'm thankful for the weddings i've been to and been involved in the baby showers i've been invited to and the ones i've attended i'm blessed to you know see my friends you know ask me to come spend holidays with them especially coming from the family background that I have um or the relative or genealogy of Kian the fucked up genealogy of Kian and a lot of my friends know this and the fact that you know they 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 feel like they 
they include me and it's not like a pity thing. It's just like, oh, can you want to come over for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or whatever? It's just it's just very important. And it's I just love it. I'm really grateful for all of them. And I just really wanted to dedicate this podcast to them because this weekend was just filled with so much love and so much shade. So many blessings because got my phone back. I had to fight somebody because y'all know I fought on Christmas and I'm still recovering from that because who. Fighting three people is exhausting. It really is. So me possibly fighting those two men drunk would have been probably a disaster. And the sad part is one of them was actually really attractive. And I think they wanted me to. But that ship has sailed, sunk, and burned. Or burned and sunk, rather. So that ain't happening. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this Kiki with Kiki. Um, Kian. But I've been called Kiki all week. So now it's. I have to call myself Keen again. But I hope you guys enjoy this Kiki. I'm so sorry that I wasn't able to post this episode on Friday. But I will be back next week. I will be back next Friday, actually, to speak with you guys. And we're going to do some more Kiki, talk about some other stuff. Uh, hopefully, some more interesting celebrity stuff can happen. Maybe next week would be an episode about, you know, pop culture something trivial you know i don't want to be too serious all the time um you know i want to be serious then joking then serious then joking or maybe three seriouses and two jokings and you know whatever i this 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 podcast is meant to just you know kiki have fun talk about stuff um but yeah um as i stated you know just Make sure the people that are meant to be in your lives or the people that are in your lives, they have a reason to be in your life. They're not just there to take up space and take up blessings. Um, They're supposed to be blessings. You're supposed to view your friends, your loved ones as blessings. And I am blessed and fortunate enough to say that all of my loved ones in my life, including my friends and the relatives that I love, they're blessings. And I thank God every day for them. And I thank God for you guys, the audience, to speak um with me via email i've gotten some emails from you guys i've gotten some feedback from some of my listeners uh those that i know some that i don't know uh i love the support that i've been receiving and as of today my podcast kiki with kian is now available on apple Podcasts and spotify so i'm excited about that so please uh subscribe follow um feel free to at me or add me on twitter it is prince of pa uh instagram my instagram is private but if you do want to follow me on that it's french prince underscore pa and just please please keep the support coming please keep the emails coming to kclorebird at icloud.com and you guys Be blessed, be safe, and we will kiki next week. Bye-bye.